From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. It's Thursday, October 14th, and today, AccuWeather's Lauren Fox writes about how weather played a role in the Great Chicago Fire. 150 years ago, a barn fire that broke out on the west side of Chicago changed the lives of residents forever. While the cause of the fire is still undetermined, weather was a major factor that led to its powerful 30-hour rampage through the city and potentially played a role in its eventual demise. On October 8, 1871, the O'Leary Barn on the west side of Chicago erupted in flames. Chicago was a city made almost entirely of wood. Carl Smith told AccuWeather senior TV weather broadcaster Adam Del Rosso on a recent episode of AccuWeather Prime. It was very, very fire-prone. Smith, who is a historian and author of Chicago's Great Fire, told Del Rosso that the city had faced a very dry summer before the fire erupted, a factor that had a significant role in the destruction and loss of life that followed. In Chicago, weather patterns can change dramatically depending on wind direction. A southwest wind often brings in air from land and can keep temperatures high and the weather dry, while a wind from the northeast often brings air from the Great Lakes into the city, which can have a cooling effect. The winds in Chicago on the day of the fire were coming from the southwest, and the temperature in the city that day was in the 80s, which is unseasonably warm for early October. We don't know for sure how it started, Smith said. The remarkable thing is how an ordinary small fire could burn down a whole city, and the wind played a large role in that. The winds then blew the flames from the barn into the city center. It was a very bad summer for fires, Smith continued, adding that after fall arrived, there had been about two dozen fires in the week before the Great One, including a big one the night of October 7th. The fire, being so enormous and difficult to get under control, continued burning for about 30 hours, igniting late on Sunday night and continuing on until the early hours of Tuesday. Compounding matters, there was a failure in the signal system for the fire department, so by the time firefighters were on the scene, the fire was already uncontrollable. The winds in the area made it even more difficult to put out the flames. When firefighters tried to hose the fire down, the water turned into mist from the wind. The superheated air sent big chunks of burning Chicago up into the air, and then the wind blew them farther ahead, landing on these wooden buildings throughout the city, starting other fires, which then went their own different ways and then recombined, Smith explained. The fire was so unmanageable, Smith said the firefighters were unable to put it out at all, and it ended up burning itself out. On Tuesday morning, the weather finally began to cooperate as well when rain started to fall. 
Some 300 people died, which Smith said was remarkable considering the size of the fire and the population of Chicago at the time, around 300,000. The infrastructure of the city was not as successful at surviving, however. About one-third of the buildings in Chicago, roughly 18,000 structures, were destroyed in the Great Chicago Fire. Weather continued to be a challenge for Chicago when it came time to rebuild. Winter was approaching, and mixing cement and mortar is more difficult to do in cold weather. The most remarkable thing in many ways is after the city burnt is how quickly it was rebuilt, Smith said. The fire had such a lasting impact on the city of Chicago that one of the four stars on the city's flag represents the fire. Chicago was very slow to take meaningful fire prevention steps. It was not a particularly safe city, Smith explained. Eventually, insurance companies refused to insure for fires in the city until officials took steps toward fire prevention, which pushed Chicago to finally take those needed steps. Basically, the history of fire prevention is the reaction to one fire after another, Smith said. But we see many things. We see better exits. We see wider streets, Smith said. We see, obviously, better manufacturing of stoves and heaters. Smith said the lessons of that terrible tragedy 150 years ago echo in modern life. Fire prevention is very much a work in progress, he said, and something we have to keep our eye on all the time. That's it for today. For your local weather at your fingertips, download the AccuWeather app or visit AccuWeather.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.